0: Welcome to another episode of the Work-Life Office podcast. This is Jamie Hutchison, Lifespan and Family Services Coordinator at the MSU Work-Life Office. Today, I am pleased to have with me Stratton Lee, Philip Seaborn, and Kevin Brooks join us from idea coordinators on campus. And I'm going to have them tell you a little bit about their title and where they work.
1: Hello,
2: my name is Stratton Lee. I am the Assistant Director for Undergraduate Programs in the College of Agriculture and Natural Resources.
1: I am Kevin L. Brooks. Academic Specialist for Diversity and Civic Engagement, Residential College in the Arts and Humanities.
3: And I'm Philip Seaborn, or one of the Assistant Directors for Undergraduate Diversity in the College of Agriculture and Natural Resources.
0: I wanted to introduce briefly the history of IDEA Coordinators, and then ask you a few questions. The MSU IDEA Coordinators, IDEA standing for Institutional Diversity, Excellence and Action Coordinators Committee, began in the mid-1990s as a collaborative network of diversity, equity, and inclusion officers and advocates from multiple colleges and units. From my understanding and from what I've read, the purpose of IDEA Coordinator Committee is to support and influence college and unit goals related to diversity, equity, and inclusion and serve as a resource for those speaking to engage in and advance DEI work.
2: That is correct.
0: So what I understand is that through IDEA coordinators, there are four scope areas, and you all are gonna tell us about those.
2: Yes, our first scope area is advanced DEI and policy and practice. This is where our committee focuses on developing and supporting initiatives designed to enhance the development and implementation of policies, programs, and protocols that foster a diverse and inclusive community for all students, faculty, and staff within our units.
0: Wonderful, thank you so much. And Kevin, you're gonna to talk to us about scope area number two.
1: Scope area two is inclusion in the informal curriculum. It incorporates inclusive content and in programs and experiences within the academic and environmental dimensions of the units. Some of the programs that we've done in the past Are the Dean's Dialogue Series, some webinars, and other programs and events.
3: Number three focuses on enhancing the campus climate. So in this scope area, typically we're going to be trying to assist in developing a campus climate that supports and contributes to people feeling welcomed, valued, and respected.
2: Scope area number four deals with supporting student growth, development, and success. This is our space where we help our committee understand how to provide expertise and knowledge about diverse cultures as a means of ensuring that the campus employs culturally relevant and responsive support systems that support an environment in which all of our students can learn and succeed.
0: Great, thank you all so much. So when we think about those scope areas, tell me about how idea coordinators work in those scope areas. Do you have committees that people are on or how does that go?
2: Yes. Each scope area is connected to a subcommittee of the IDEA coordinators uh, grant or committee. And from there, they work on identifying whatever the information is pertaining to the scope areas. So um, if we're looking at advancing DEI and policy and practice, we may look at a a campus climate study or a college climate study and use that information, discuss that across the table with people from outside of our own units to get additional insight and feedback as to ways that we might implement policies, practices, or procedures in our units to allow for the success of those that are there.
0: That's great. I know for me, one of the reasons that the Work Life Office has stayed involved with IDEA Coordinators is that we are really interested in enhancing campus climate to make sure every single person on campus feels both connected to the university and welcomed at the university, and that they fit at the university. And so Scope Area 3 is really important to our office. We know that when we build a strong community, people are more likely to stay. We want to recruit and retain staff that are really committed to the values of MSU. And we also know when you walk around campus, it might be hard to find your community. It might be hard to find other people you connect with. We also work with a lot of um, final round interview candidates that are faculty or chairs, and they have a confidential setting to talk um, outside of their interview process. And a lot of them ask, oh, I was looking at moving here, and I'm a black woman and I wanna walk my dog. Is Williamson a good community to do that? Are there gonna be a lot of other people like me, Right? right? And so we're able to provide information about outside of the areas, but also on campus. How can you connect and find your people? So I really appreciate the work that you all do, and I'm really excited to learn more. Thank you. So if you could tell me a little bit about your role in IDEA, um, that would be really helpful.
1: We are members of the core team, and we work together to design the agenda and carry out the meetings monthly. There are five members on the core team.
0: And how do they get involved in the leadership role of IDEA?
1: They volunteer to serve.
0: So if people are hearing about IDEA coordinators for the first time and they maybe haven't been exposed to the group or their new DEI officer on campus or they work for another unit, I know based on the president's uh, focus on DEI that there will be new positions hired, for example. So how would people get involved with IDEA?
1: Typically, deans of each college assign someone to serve on the committee, uh, other academic units, directors they assign people to serve on the committee. And there are some times where others are recommended and they ask if they can participate and we welcome them.
0: So if I go to an idea coordinators meeting, which I have been to several and appreciate them, spoiler alert, they serve a nice lunch, right? (laughs) Um, Tell me about what happens at idea coordinator meetings.
2: So during our meetings, we take time to share Uh, what it is that each individual is working on um, within their unit. Uh, This is a time what we call roundtable, where people really discuss projects they're working on, challenges they're having, um, opportunities that are coming up for all IDEA coordinators to support and or participate in. We also learn about and or from what others are doing, and so someone may be working on a particular project And it gives us the space to ask detailed questions about how they're doing that, how they're making um, that work happen within their unit, where they're getting their support, and so on. And it really allows each member to hear how other people are choosing to do the work.
0: So in some ways you're sharing best practices across campus. You're finding out, oh, James Madison College has this really great program that Amber's running. Maybe we could take that in College of Sci and we could implement that. Or somebody is on a work group with another university and they found out some great things. Is that kind of the issue or kind of the goal?
2: Yes, that's correct. We want everyone that's there to be able to gain some additional knowledge, some additional exposure in how to approach the work because there's many different ways to do DEI work.
0: Thank you. Um, Also, I know from being at meetings, sometimes there's something that occurs on campus that affects DEI coordinators and also affects your constituents and other people on campus. Can you tell me about how the group addresses those type of things?
3: So, yeah, So um, typically, you know, when things occur on campus, as they often do, this is a large university, um, small city, (laughs) if you will. And, you know, things come up. And when things come up, while we may typically have a set agenda, we do want to make sure that we are responding to what's going on because students, you know, students, faculty, staff, you know, everybody who's here, often are impacted and unfortunately we never really know just how much they're impacted so it's very important that we make sure that we take time to have those conversations and you know see what coordinators are experiencing see what's going on in their units and see how they're handling things how they're responding to things and vice versa because really it's just it's, it's it's a great opportunity for all of us to come in and get the support that we need so that we can go out and support those who need it as well in the community.
0: I'm really glad that you mentioned that. I also talk about caring for the carers, like who's taking care of the people that are taking care of the people. Right. And a lot of people in the diversity, equity, and inclusion space are taking care of the faculty, the staff, the students, the graduate assistants, and so you all can also sometimes have a heavy load. And so being able to talk to each other and form that support seems to be quite powerful.
3: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And another thing that I've observed is it allows people to see things from different perspectives. So maybe they're in the residence halls and they're seeing students affected by something in one way. And maybe you're working with academic units and students are affected a different way. And so it's a way to get a pulse of what's going on around campus Mm -hmm. and to have that understanding. Um, To that point, I know that... Paulette Granberry-Russell and Terry Curry are often there to provide updates. Can somebody talk a little bit about the types of updates that the group receives from them?
2: Paulette Granberry-Russell will give us updates about what's happening around campus as it relates to DEI efforts. Um, So she will often share with us what's being talked about at the executive levels with deans and chairs um, and in other spaces across campus. As an example, when we learned about the Wharton Center incidents, we were able to discuss what was the response of the university, what was the work that was happening to provide support to those in the Wharton Center and to those that were impacted by uh, that incident. And so we were able to ask questions, the important questions that are necessary for our units to understand what's happening and going on so that we can develop a response for our students in our spaces, our faculty, staff, administrators, and even our support staff, so that they know that we hear them, we see what's happening, and we know that it's impacting more than just our students, but it's impacting the community and being able to put ourselves in position to support those individuals as well.
0: Excellent, and I do think having the insight from Terry Curry or Paulette Granberry-Russell can be really helpful to give us a different perspective than what we might be seeing on the ground. Why are IDEA coordinators important to MSU?
3: So that's a great question, and I think we kind of touched on some of those things as we went through some of the uh, previous questions, but as I mentioned before, I mean, Michigan State is a very large place, right? And there's a lot of different initiatives, a lot of different things going on around DEI, And, you know, a lot of times, you know, those things are not necessarily coordinated right there. You know, this is happening here. This is happening there. So with idea coordinators, it really gives us an opportunity to be able to get to a specific point of contact in each of those college colleges or units to really share what's going on around DEI, Because, you know, oftentimes there may even be some overlap and there's opportunities to collaborate um, and do some things together that make some of those efforts uh, more impactful. Right. So. I think that having idea coordinators and having a group like us is very important just because, you know, we have a good mix of DEI professionals, you know, folks who are committed to DEI in the units who can serve as that point of contact to take information back to their colleges and units to kind of share exactly what's going on and see if there's a better way or a way to make or strengthen what, what's happening around DEI.
0: So when we think about higher education in general, I Mm -hmm. don't think there's a meeting I'm at or a committee I'm on where we don't talk about silos. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people get very siloed in their work. So what I hear you saying is this allows bridges to be built between those silos. Absolutely. Work to not be duplicated, Mm -hmm. but rather strengthened by Mm -hmm. the power of numbers and different ideas coming from different perspectives. Yep. Yep. All right. Absolutely.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Thanks so much. (laughs) Uh, Any
0: way that we can break down silos is going to make us stronger, and that's Mm -hmm. how we build our community. Mm -hmm. So I appreciate that. So I'm interested why you're involved in idea coordinators. What's the passion? What's the reason why you're involved?
1: As the diversity person for ARCA, I was assigned to serve on the committee. I continue to be involved because I want to help the university achieve its diversity, equity, and inclusion goals and objectives. I want to be a part of the team to help bring about change on the campus. Serving in a leadership capacity allowed me to learn more about what was going on on the university or at the university. I was one year in the position here at MSU in ARCA and I saw it as an opportunity to meet new people, to network, and having that opportunity I was able to learn a lot from my colleagues. It was sort of On the job training.
0: I really appreciate that. I hear that from a lot of groups across campus that we have an opportunity to step outside of our role and to learn more leadership skills. So for you, it was a commitment to the mission and the values, but also personal and professional growth opportunity to take on a leadership role. Yes. Yes, that's amazing. I appreciate that. How about the others of you? Do you have a particular reason why you got involved or why you stay involved in the leadership team of IDEA?
2: Yes, I actually got involved by accident, if I could say that. One of my peers in my prior position was going to be out and missing the meeting. She asked me to fill in, and I went. And after that, I continued to go. in all of my positions that I've had in, over the past few years, I have not had a title that included DEI. Um, in my current position, it is a part of my work um, as far as supporting the college's initiative for DEI. Um, but. For me, it's important to be involved in the community in various ways, in various levels and spaces, to be able to be in position to help influence the change that I would like to see on campus, and to support those that are doing a lot of great work, but hard work. Um, To change culture, to change narratives, to change how we look at uh, communities that are often marginalized um, is important. And I wanted to be a part of that, and I felt the personal responsibility to help in that area.
0: So I think that's inspiring that you accidentally started there, but you've intentionally stayed there, yes. and your impact has definitely been felt. So I really appreciate that. Do you have anything to add about your involvement in the core team or an idea?
3: You know, for me, typically my approach to things is I like to kind of monitor, observe, get a feel for what's going on, and, you know, for I want to say maybe the first. Year or two in my role, you know, I went to the meetings and I kind of watched what was going on. And there was opportunity for transition, or the, well, not an opportunity. Well, yes, opportunity. I guess I'll say opportunity for um, leadership. You know, I had a conversation with myself, as I do from time to time.
0: <laughs> I appreciate and, uh, that. And
3: you know, I just said, you know, hey, this is an opportunity. I mean, you have things that you know you believe in, that you're passionate about, and you see a lot of potential in the group. The question is: Do you want to try to put those things on somebody else, or do you want to get involved and actually allow yourself to be a part of bringing those things to life? Uh, because typically, for me, I'm more of a uh, more of a background role player type. So, you know, I, I do what I, I I do what I do behind the scenes. So, I'm not really uh, always the guy that likes to be in the forefront. But this was something that I felt very passionate about, so I decided to go ahead and. You know, throw my name in the hat. You know, I was I was able to to get in there and and be a part of the core team. So I was very excited about having an opportunity to do that to advance the work.
0: So you felt a personal call mm-hmm. to move the ideas forward, but right. you also thought, I'm fine being in the background and getting things done. Mm-hmm. But here's an opportunity to stretch myself. Right. And you took that <laughs> professional development opportunity, mm-hmm. and also with your personal passion about the things you Mm -hmm. believe in Mm -hmm. yeah
3: absolutely yeah
0: i like so we have a variety i was assigned (laughs) i came by accident (laughs) i sat there and now i'm a leader so i think that tells about the dynamic uh group that you have there that you're you're leading us in so we talked a little bit about how ideas started Mm -hmm. we talked about the core areas and what's going on what are your hopes for the future of idea coordinators
2: one thing for me is thinking about our past. We were created and developed by a group of individuals that were empowered in and amongst themselves to come together to support and create change on this campus. Um, Maintaining that heart and spirit, I think the unique thing about our group is that even though we are more formalized now, it's still a number of people that come because they are passionate about working on DEI efforts and initiatives. Looking forward, I think it's gonna be important, um, similar to how we're structured, that there are people at various levels, not just the dean level, not just executive leadership, but those that are on the front line, those that are seeing uh, the student and um, employee experiences that can talk to, um, ask hard questions and provide solutions um, to help the university Change right, uh, update our our processes, update our policies, and and really explore what is the climate that we really want to have, and imagining that without this context of of our past in a way, if that makes sense, of inequity, of racism, of any sort of ism that we've had on this campus, what would it look like? To be in a space that didn't support any of that but really uplifted every individual so i think going forward it's going to be important for us to envision that we're looking forward to the opportunity of working with the new chief diversity officer and we're looking forward to continuing to connect across campus with those that are doing this work and have a, a true passion to see msu be what we call it a place that's welcoming engaging
0: uh, that's very powerful and i definitely think When you look at organizations and committees that really have the pulse of what's happening from every level on campus, Mm -hmm. there's a much greater impact in my experience. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we move up in positions and we change positions and that gives us new roles and responsibilities, but sometimes we lose sight of what's happening or things change that are happening. So I appreciate the fact that it's people on the ground, directly working with students, directly working with employees and leadership Mm -hmm. and executive leadership all coming together to say, Let's get every perspective so we can really do best by each person at MSU. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Is there anything else that you want people to know about idea coordinators?
3: You know, if you don't know who your idea coordinator is for your unit or you don't necessarily have one. Uh, You know, if you don't have one first, I'll start there. We would love to uh, have you identify one and send them to the meetings uh, every first Wednesday of the month in the uh, boardroom in the administration building. But if you do have one and you don't know who that person is, definitely want to encourage you to seek that person out because um, that could really be a person who has valuable information about things that are going on in other units around campus and things of that nature. I know for some units, that person is going to be one of one of or the DEI professional in the unit. But it may not be because the unit may not have one. And so if you are Interested in getting involved in the DEI space. That's something that you're passionate about. That's something that you're interested in. And you don't necessarily know where to start or who to talk to. Your idea coordinator probably would be a good resource to at least point you in the right direction or serve as that point of contact to get you moving where you want to go. So
0: So they can find their idea coordinator in their college. Yes. Or if they don't have one, they can appoint one or get someone on the table, get someone on the team at the table.
3: You know, anybody can contact any of us at any level, um, you know, and talk about whatever it is that they want to talk about. So we don't really have a hierarchical structure or anything like that. We're, you know, we're just people that are committed to diversity, equity, and inclusion, open to hearing from anybody who wants to approach us because, again, we're we're touching all levels.
0: <laughs> right. I just I think mm-hmm. that's a really mm-hmm. important point to drive home. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I work with staff who are mm-hmm. struggling, mm-hmm. and they don't feel like they know who they can turn to mm-hmm. and who they can go to for information or where they could get more training. I give lots of referrals back to units and to uh, Paulette Granberry russells mm-hmm. office, OI3, and things like that. But it's great to know that it's not just for students or just for staff. It's for anybody looking to gain more information and move the, the university forward.
1: There are some units that have multiple coordinators, and that's where if someone is interested in serving, they're able to volunteer as long as they have the support of their unit.
0: So if people, after hearing all of this and listening to all of you, which I'm sure they will be interested in learning more, if they're interested in learning more about idea coordinators, where could they find more information?
1: They can contact one of the members on the core team. They can contact me. My email address is brook295 at msu.edu. That's b r o o k. 295 at msu.edu.
0: Thanks for giving the email, because I accidentally sent an email to another Kevin Brooks on campus. There are more than one of you.
1: That's why I emphasize (laughs) the L, the middle initial, (laughs) in my name, Kevin L. Brooks. (laughs) Absolutely. And I also want to note there are five members on the core team. Along with the three of us, there are two other members on the core team, Melissa Del Rio and Amber Benton.
0: Fabulous, and Melissa and Amber are both amazing as well. I know that through IDEA Coordinators, Amber and Lydia at the time, and now Melissa, started the Women of Color community. So if anybody listening has heard of the Women of Color community, that's one of the things that has come out of Ideas, IDEA Coordinators and talking about working across campus to further the work. So um, I'm glad that you brought them up, I appreciate that. All right. I want to thank Stratton Lee, Philip Seaborn, and Kevin Brooks for joining me today to talk about idea coordinators, the work that you're doing, DEI initiatives, the past, and most importantly, where you want to go in the future. So thank you so much for joining us. This has been another episode of the Work Life Office podcast. We'll see you next time.